Thanks for joining The Spark, a podcast hosted by ICF. We're sharing our team's latest news and views on the issues that matter most. Enjoy. Welcome to The Spark. I'm T. Clark, Director of Recruiting Operations for ICF. Today we have our first part of a three-part series, Getting Ahead with Personal Branding. We're here with Rochelle Roberts to talk about how your personal brand can help you get ahead in your career. Rochelle is one of our top recruiters here at ICF, bringing over 15 years of experience recruiting across multiple markets and currently supports our energy efficiency and transportation consulting teams. Rochelle, it's really great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me here to talk about personal branding. It's something that I um, love to, to share with others and to really engage on. So thanks for having me. Whether it's through your elevator pitch, your LinkedIn profile, or even networking events. I was recently reading on HubSpot that 85% of jobs are filled via networking. Wow, that's a really big, it's that's a really big number. It's a huge number. What do you think, Rochelle? Well, you're right. You know, <clears throat> personal branding is all about the value that we can add to those that we're working with or even leading. And what makes us unique and different from the person, you know, next to us, and oftentimes your personal brand is going to precede you, meaning others are going to be aware of you before you even, you know, meet them. So think about your personal brand as a combination of your personal values, your attributes, skill set and qualities that set you apart from someone else. Your very own personal billboard or trademark. And think about it like you're just walking down the street and you are the billboard. Right. So keep in mind that you know it's not about self-promotion, but more about what you bring to the table to help accomplish a task or build the business or lead a team. Um, but two tips here though I think are important is to make sure your brand is consistent and the messaging is clear that um, it's that way all the time. And in a sense, we want to talk the talk and walk the walk. And we hear that a lot today in the media that people who we thought are one way are completely different. And so you wanna make sure the word on the street and what precedes you is who you are. So make sure that um, you know we're being concise and we don't send mixed messages. And we want to make sure that we don't share all of our thoughts and skills in one conversation because it's hard for someone to listen to all of that and then pick out what are the key attributes. So instead, first determine who your audience will be and what their interests are, and then target your message to include some of those thoughts. And so I look at it this way, instead of being a jack of all trades, you become a subject matter expert and you have a point of view. And so someone can then remember you know, I, I talked to Rochelle and I know that she's great at talking about social recruiting, things like that. I love the personal billboard uh, analogy. <laughs> um, you know, lots of people tend to struggle with pinning down their personal brands. You know, what's worked for you or, or what advice can you give? Sure, and, and that can be tough sometimes, especially for someone who's just starting out with their professional career. And I remember many years ago, one of my, my own college assignments was to think about an elevator pitch. And this was really difficult for me because I didn't really know where to start. I was pretty junior in experience and wasn't sure where to focus or to start focusing. And when I began to think about it a little bit more, I thought personal values would be important and what makes me, me. So for example, what, what drives me? Um, what do I stand for? What do I love doing? Um, you know, then I added in some of the skills I thought would be great for an employer. 
So now as I progressed in my professional career and I understand my target audience better, I've been able to adapt my brand to reflect what I'm doing now. And I think of it as preparing the foundation um, you know, for the present career that you have, but also future career opportunities. And I also want to make sure we remember that the brand that we have now or the brand that we had a couple of years ago is not going to be the brand we have in the future. And as companies continue to innovate and grow, as individuals, we do the same. We innovate, we're creative, we, our, our values, our attributes, our skills, all of those expand and um, our experiences add so much to that. So we want to make sure that we include that and we also innovate um, and make ourselves credible. All great points. Now, what are the things that we shouldn't be doing? This is, this is always a, a tough um, thing to, to talk about because as we're new and we're sometimes nervous when we're out speaking to people, we may have a tendency to behave a little differently than we would because we're on the spot. But some of the things that come to my mind is, you know, don't interrupt someone when they're talking to you. Um, you don't want to be self-promoting all the time. Um, or trying to sell something. And we all hate getting those emails that start out with, I want to connect with you and can you buy my product? Yes. You know, that <laughs> it just it doesn't help us to really establish that relationship. How do you make sure you stand out in a good way? Well, um, now that we've discussed the don't do's, we can talk about, <laughs> you know, how we can build those lasting relationships. And your personal brand really opens those doors. As I mentioned before, your reputation precedes you, and a lot of times people hear about us before we even you know, get there. So who you connect with, how your brand is perceived by others, it has a huge impact on, on the network that you're trying to create. Um, an example of this is when I decided to jump out of the corporate world and into becoming a self-employed consultant, I knew that my personal brand would be the key to getting those projects I wanted um, but prior to going out on my own, I, I spent considerable time blogging and sharing content. I was tweeting. I was on LinkedIn responding to other posts that, you know, other people in my industry were, were you know, uh, posting as well. And so I, through that, I got to learn what were the, the topics that the audience in my industry was most interested in. And through that, um, you know, I started getting... Uh, invitations for um, guest blogging and podcast and really real work that that paid the bills. Gotcha. And we need to pay those bills. Yes. <laughs> and welcome back to the corporate world. Yes. It's <laughs> nice to be back with the family. Right. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, tell me more about how networking became an important piece of building your business because I think that that's, that's a real critical uh, piece that that anyone could could take tips from. Yeah, you know, I what I realized is through the networking and through attending conferences and, and the blog, uh, the guest blog post, I, again, started to realize what people were really after, what information they needed, and how I could be more of a subject matter expert and provide credible thought leadership to um, entrepreneurs who were starting a business and needed someone that could, you know, uh, correspond and connect with other HR leaders. Maybe they were building a software piece and they're really technical, but they don't have the HR um, know how to, to kind of blend it all in together. And so they said, you're in the HR industry, you blog on these, these topics, we'd love to have you kind of be our interface, be the face of our company while we're building this up. And so I started to realize that, gosh, I was not a technical person, but I fell into working with uh, technical startups. 
and that were building HR software. But for me, I was able to jump in and I learned about their business. I wrote about their business, but tied it into a thought leadership piece. Maybe it was social recruiting and how to use platforms um, or um, giving employee feedback. And one of my clients was using, had a new prototype for um, mobile um, employee feedback, um, a platform they were using. So being able to incorporate my uh, point of view and expertise that I had gained in an area that I really had not thought a whole lot about. Um, but through the networking and my um, opportunities, it became more evident that this was my niche. This is what people wanted to hear from me. And so I took it in that direction and more and more opportunities came from that. And I guess the point to this is that we shouldn't be scared to try something new or to learn something more or different than we already know because it helps us expand, but we learn we have so much more to offer and we can grow our brains and encompass right. so many you know, new things. Perfect. So with those tips in mind, let's get and have some fun here. So, <laughs> so how can people get started? Well, you're right on the money about it being fun. This is the fun part. And, you know, be, as you know, cultivating relationships and building your network, it takes time. You can't turn on the light switch and, you know, your network is there in this room and, hi, everybody. You can't do that. It takes time to build it. And, you know, these opportunities are times for conversations. They're not interviews. They're not just, it's not about just passing out a business card and saying, give me a call. Because those business cards don't typically make it, you know, long term. But what makes it long term are those lasting impressions that we have through our conversations and, um, you know, just being ourselves and not being nervous. So we want to, you know, make sure we're talking about things that we're interested in, that we're excited about, um, ideas that we have. And what's really important to me is to be authentic and real and to, to just be you. And when you do that, you don't focus on what you're not, but what you are. And the, the conversation just flows so much easier, just as if you were talking to a friend. Um, you don't have to have a script in your, in your head to follow. And, you know, when you're at a holiday party, you just get involved in a conversation. I know it can be hard for those who are not accustomed to doing that, but find somebody and, and start talking and join in the conversation. Perfect. So, and we're going to practice this all year round. <laughs> uh, so whether it's at happy hours, your right. summer picnics, yes. uh, maybe the football game, et cetera, you know, those are all could be other good opportunities for, for networking. Exactly. And beyond those calendar events that we have, you can use this in everyday life. And I like you know, they always say you're probably not going to see the same person twice, especially if you're in a different city or in a busy place. And um, you can feel free to practice because if you bomb it or don't do well, you can practice on the next person. You know, they don't know that they're, you know, that you're practicing with them. So think of it as a practice opportunity. Next time you're, you know, in line to grab lunch or you're buying groceries, just talk to people. Put your phone down. I find that this is a huge um, issue because we say hello to each other when we're walking by, but we're still on our phone. We don't even know the, the face of the person that walked by. So I would encourage us to, to put our phone down. Put your phone down to you, right? I will put my phone yeah, down. Yeah, put yes. your phone down, engage, and um, share, you know, share your holiday plans, your weekend um, plans. Talk about the weather. I know we're going to have snow soon. We can be talking about that. And I'll give you an example of just um, myself moving 
from working at home one day on the couch, I decided to go outside and do some blogging and um, somebody sat down next to me and started talking. And for me to write, I need to have, you know, silence. And this person sat down and was asking, you know, what am I writing and um, how much blogging do you do? What topics do you write about? And he said, you know, I think we need someone like you at my company. Hmm. It's like, well, this is, this is a great turn of events. I could have just said, no, I'm not, I don't have time to talk or, you know, put my headphones in and, right. you know, <laughs> ignore them. But through that, I would have missed this opportunity because it, you know, I landed one of my biggest contracts. And for me at that time, it was so important. And I was willing to engage and share and otherwise I would have missed out. So I would say that along with creating your personal brand that's authentic and reflects who you are, I would encourage you to be aware of those that are around you. And that means putting your phone down and, and having those face-to-face -face conversations and um, sharing your values, your point of view. Um, it opens a lot of doors. And you know, I find that you are most successful when you are just being you. Gotcha. All good points. That's a great story. Um, so let me just make sure I'm, I'm, I'm hearing what, what you're saying. <laughs> we right. covered a lot of great points today. <laughs> So I'm going to showcase my value. Yes. Uh, all of our attributes. Uh, we're going to make sure that we're a subject matter expert. Yes. Uh, we're going to share. Uh, we're going to engage in people in what could be non-normal times. Right. <laughs> so in the grocery store, at the mall, etc. Um, what What else did, did I did I get anything? I think you covered it all, and I I think again I would just leave everybody with the point is you know during. Um, the times when we feel the most nervous, even if you need to practice at home in the mirror, just kind of get used to sharing who you are. I think a lot of times we have a tendency to um, think that person doesn't want to hear about this, mm -hmm. or we have assumptions of people before we actually right. start getting to know them. So the more you practice in the mirror or in the grocery store, um, and you know, looking at your target audience on LinkedIn and Twitter, what are they talking about? What's interesting? What's trending? What's important to my industry? Then you're able to put all that information together and start to find that you are sounding like a credible expert. And people will come to you and say, "Well, I remember, you know, Emily said this or T said that. Let's let's call them. Let's find out more information." And then the the networking just it builds and. I think of it as planting a little seed that mm -hmm. continues to just grow and grow, and then it turns into your, hope, hope, hopefully, your money tree. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so everybody listening, Rochelle has uh, given us all homework. So, yes. so the next time we're at a networking event or any social gathering, we're going to give this a try. Um, and we definitely want to hear from you. So if you want to share your personal branding tips with us, tag at JoinICF on Twitter and use hashtag GettingAhead to join the conversation. And don't miss parts two and three of this personal branding series where we'll talk about getting the interview and getting the job. Thank you so much for joining. Rochelle, great talking to you. Yes, thank you. It was great to be here. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Spark. For more information, visit www.icf.com forward slash blog or check out Careers with ICF at www.icf.com forward slash careers.